0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick, and welcome to part two of our discussion with Dr. Alan Carlson. Dr. Carlson is the John A. Howard Fellow for Family and Religious Studies at the International Organization for the Family, and he's the editor of The Natural Family, an international journal of research and policy. He's an author, and in 1997, founded the World Congress of Families. He recently wrote that the United States was conceived and born as a socially conservative nation. But the argument we hear today is that America was really formed out of white privilege and thanks in large part to slavery. What's your response to that?
2: Well, uh, I wrote a book called Family Cycles, which is my response to that. That's why, I, Actually, I don't focus on Jamestown because that's actually where the first slaves showed up. And again, Jamestown, I think, was the anomaly, not the reality. The reality was up in, uh, in the 17th century, was up in uh, Massachusetts. And it was the Puritans, pilgrims, tied into that as well, they came a little earlier. But the Puritans built the first true American Commonwealth. And what were its social principles? Early marriage, almost universal marriage, high fertility, an average number of births per family of, of about nine for most of the 17th century, complementary gender roles or sexual roles between men and women, between husband and wife. That meant that equal in dignity, and basic rights, so to speak, but different in function. A strong commitment to building a, an autonomous home, a freestanding home. This was the American approach to s- constructing society as laid out by the Puritans. Saw the same thing in the 18th century among a wide variety of communities in what would become the United States after 1776. Again, the same principles of American life were and again make, making the united states different from what was going on in old europe again early marriage universal marriage high fertility strong commitment to family integrity and to a home a dependent making home economy that was all still there and it was true what was most remarkable is that even in say 1776 america we saw this system in in the middle colonies up in the north with a renewal of the Puritan experiment of through the First Great Awakening. But what I'm getting at is when America has been at its best, it's been family-centric and family-centered. And again, even black families in slavery in, say, 1780 were looking more like Americans in this commitment to marriage, early marriage, universal marriage, and high fertility than even compared to the Europeans in the old countries. So I I think, again, we have to focus, again, Jamestown was a kind of a failed experiment. That's the place where the slaves came in. The real American founding, and this is what Thanksgiving, to be frank, was about, the real American founding was up in Massachusetts, in my opinion.
1: 1776?
2: Uh, Well, 1630, if you want to be specific. But then 1776 reaffirmed, again, an American family model, unique in the world, in some ways, of high fertility, early marriage, universal marriage, family autonomy, and family independence. That's the American way.
1: You wrote that you believe that social conservatives should build much improved intellectual and policy cadres. Uh, You talked about creating a new generation of independent think tanks with fresh imperatives. What imperatives come to mind?
2: Well, one imperative is to stop playing footsie with the feminist movement. And uh, there's both hard feminism, which is the hardcore stuff that the men are awful people and we're, we're better off without them, but even the soft feminism. We have to go beyond that. If we're going to reconstruct a, a culture of marriage, we have to get back to what I think, again, is the Christian message, but it's also it was the, the American message for three centuries, which was men and women are equal in dignity, equal in basic human rights, but different in function, particularly when it comes to raising and and rearing children. And to try to make, to eliminate all the differences between men and women and to use the state to crush those differences, that's one of the problems we're facing right now. So we have to escape from that. We also uh, have to help teach young men again what it means to be a father and to make that exciting. We also need to teach them what it means to be a uh, a protector of one's family. We need to celebrate, as Americans used to, the virtues of of what motherhood was about. Mom and apple pie used to be a symbol of American life. Today, it's kicked (laughs) around. And if you bring up motherhood, uh, you're a sexist creep or something. Well, let's be sexist creeps. It's time to be sexist creeps again on basic things like maternity, motherhood, and fatherhood, and all those differences. That's one of the things we have to overcome. We have to overcome the idea that sexual liberation is a good thing. We have to overcome the idea that pornography is not harmful. It's a terribly harmful thing. It should be banned. And uh, it used to be banned in the United States, it was quite effectively legally banned we have to stop thinking that little things on the side are going to make a difference. Everything, all, that's been the, 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 the sort of small surrenders have been the rule for, for decades now. And the end result is pretty much complete failure. We're going to get young people excited again. They have to be, have something to be excited about. Not the soft core feminism or even the hardcore feminism that's, uh, that's pretty much dominating the culture today. I'm a feminist, but I'm I'm what they call a maternalist feminist, the older feminism, which is, again, celebrate men and women in their family roles and in their procreative roles and in their child-rearing roles as both necessary to pull it off in the right way. You've
1: had to have a lot of pushback
2: about that point of view. Of course, of course. So be it.
1: Dr., in your recent article, you also advocated for the building of a socially- conservative international. What do you mean by that? And shouldn't we concentrate on America first?
2: Well, this is a problem that's, that's facing the globe. And in some ways, pressures are global now. This is what led to the creation of the World Congress of Families. Sure, our focus as Americans, America first, I mean that both, both with small cases and upper cases. But with that said, we also need to be aware that we're facing a common problem. A Christian understanding would be is that the force of evil rises up everywhere. Uh, it's not unique to this country. The forces of Satan and so on are, are everywhere. But getting out of Christian language, one might call ap- apocalyptic Christian language like that, we do need to understand that the family is now an issue internationally. It's an issue with the United Nations. It's an issue uh, in transnational uh, relationships, uh, such as the European Union, the Organization of American States, and even in law. Uh, Some really bad ideas are in in coming into American law relative to what's going on in in other countries. That's been seeping into our legal system. So there is an international battle. The World Congress of Families has been a great way to, to pull allies together, to learn from each other. To cooperate uh, and to draw strength from each other. That's the interesting thing. That there's a new sort of international ecumenism that's taking place. This is the ecumenism of the trenches of Christians fighting alongside other Christians to defend the family, to defend the natural family, to defend pre-born life. And we find allies in other countries fighting the same battle. Uh, we also find allies that are Sometimes even outside of uh, outside of the the broad sphere of, of of the Christian realm. Sometimes, for example, at the United Nations, the Muslims have become a solid voting block in favor of pro-life measures and activities. Don't be uh, don't be afraid to deal with them at that level and in that way. It's the cooperation found in the trenches. But I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in looking to rebuild a, we'll call it a pro-family civilization. And again, that's something that goes beyond just the boundaries of the United States. Again, that's why the relationship, the linkages we've had with Eastern Europe, with Western Europe, with the African nations, with some of the South American nations, has been extremely invigorating and really, I think, very helpful in terms of reorienting the future of the globe. Dr. Alan Carlson. After timeout,
1: Dr. Carlson will give his scorecard on social conservatism.
0: This is Carol platt Liebau for townhall.com. The good guys won one at the Supreme Court last Friday in a big victory for religious liberty rights. In a 5-4 decision, the Supreme Court held that California must lift its pandemic restrictions on in-home religious gatherings. The court said the state was violating its citizens' religious liberty by forbidding religious meetings with people from more than three families. But there are two points worth remembering here. First, think about how far we've allowed our most basic freedoms to erode. In a state with only a 1.6% COVID positivity rate, people had to go to the Supreme Court of the United States just to reassert the right to hold private prayer meetings in their own homes, something that's always been understood to be a foundational freedom here. Second, consider that this liberty was secured by only a single justice's vote. We have a lot of work ahead to keep the flame of freedom burning in America.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight, I'm Monty Larry, And let's continue our conversation with Dr. Alan Carlson. Dr. Carlson is the editor of The Natural Family. He's an author and in 1997 founded the World Congress of Families. Over the last 50 years, social conservatives have gained a few victories here and there. But for the most part, it's been a record of failure. Is that true?
2: By and large, yes. By and large, yes, again, had some small victories. Abortion is the law of the land now by court fiat, but there have been some restrictions on, say, public funding of abortion. Uh, Federal dollars don't directly pay for abortions. The tax code, which was strongly pro-family in the 1940s, 1950s, and 1960s, then went bad. There were some complicated reasons for this. It wasn't entirely intentional, but just people weren't paying attention. But starting in the 1990s, the new child tax credit and some other measures have, have improved the federal tax code. For example, it's not as anti-family as it was. There's some positive aspects to it. A remarkable development, in my view, has been the rise of the homeschooling movement. That's kind of anarchic. It hasn't had one master leader going forward, but in every state of the country now, homeschooling is legal. And homeschooling is more than just a good way to teach children. Basic, some basic things about arithmetic and reading, it's a wonderful way of renewing and restoring families to functionality, to make them stronger. And so, uh, The homeschooling movement, uh, I think, has been a remarkable success story. Again, rising up from underneath. And if you ask for examples of what I think the future is going to look like, imagine the homeschooling paradigm or model being applied to a whole bunch of other things. That's where the new culture will come from. That's where the new organizations and institutions will come from, and it's eventually where the law is going to come from uh, when cadres of uh, of Christians learn how to build new structures, new institutions, new alliances. This is uh, uh, Rod Dreher's book, The Benedict Option in Action, and that's actually one of his key examples too is how homeschooling has become a way to renew and regenerate families and family life. Homeschooling also takes away the state's ability to indoctrinate our kids. Oh precisely precisely and and, you know you talk about what's going on right now the uh, with the pandemic it's amazing how homeschooling has now become (laughs) almost universal. In a way that's not true because the uh, distance learning is not really homeschooling uh, and and so on and so on but what I'm well, what it has shown is that when trouble comes the home is the last there's the place people have to retreat to and must retreat to because it's the one thing that still works it's the one place where children still receive some protection some control and so on so even the, even the pandemic which in some ways seems to be giving political leaders who like to run other people's lives almost carte blanche to do whatever they want on the other hand it's, I think, pointing towards the need and in some ways the reality of family renewal as the home suddenly is becoming an important place again. Even in the economy, people are working from home. I think that's great. I, I hope we don't go back to the old way. I hope we keep working from home much more than we have been. What are
1: one or two things, briefly, that social conservatives can do, do now to win?
2: Make the message exciting, not defensive and reactive, and rear guard, that we're just, again, make it exciting, not just carve out a little niche for us with a religious exemption from this law or that law. Try to win the culture. Make the message exciting. Live lives that teach lessons. Uh, Again, build strong marriages, build strong homes. Be willing to run risks The early homeschoolers uh, again, being a good example, some of them went to prison, rather than even in the United States, went to prison rather than giving in to the fiat of the state. They eventually won. Finding ways to build a family-centered and a family-centric world. A young man named Rory Groves, who I've gotten to know, just put a, put a book out from Front Porch Republic, the books called Durable Trades, which is uh, looking at the fact that there are some jobs which are not slated for uh, being eliminated.
1: Or sent uh, to China.
2: Or sent to China or being taken over by robots and artificial intelligence. The durable trades. These are actually pretty much the trades that were listed by the U.S. Census in 1780, but are still there. They're trades that are family-centered in the sense that they can be uh, you can integrate your family life into uh, this kind of work. It's a wonderful book. Durable trades. He lists the top 70 durable trades. It starts with things like, okay, shepherd. as if, if, if he defines shepherd as someone who raises animals for sale and, and protects and rears them. It's 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 a little bigger than just looking after 20 sheep. But a farmer, it's a painter, butcher. These are jobs that are necessary but also they're family-centered, they allow for a, uh, a certain amount of guarantee that the robots aren't gonna come and take your job. I think it's a wonderful book, and I, I highly recommend it. Uh, just as a, a thought experiment. He's a computer programmer, but he's also said here, forget about computer programming, the robots and the AI are gonna be doing it themselves real soon, consider becoming a shepherd, consider becoming A butcher. Consider becoming a midwife. Jobs that robots can't do.
1: Well, I'm going to have to go get a cane with a big hook on the end.
2: (laughs) Well, as well you should. (laughs) Even you will be replaced very soon by the robots who will uh, be uh, coming along and doing all these sorts of things just on their own.
1: Might be more (laughs) cost-effective. Well, let me ask you this to wrap up. I hate to put you on the spot this way, but I'm going to. who would be the best voice to promote social conservatism in the 2024 presidential election? <sighs> I'm going to dodge that one. Okay. Well, let me ask you: What type of person would you like to fill that post?
2: Well, I would like a a young uh, a young politician who uh, a relatively young politician, but who's proven that he or she can can win the votes. Someone who has a family, in fact, a fairly large family, I think uh, is, uh, is a great thing to do. Someone who's shown a willingness to make the sacrifices. Our new Supreme Court Justice is, a, is an excellent example of a woman who's pulled that off. And uh, again, with a large family, but has still managed to show many ways in which she could, a woman can succeed while still being familial and maternal. The left hates that. That's wonderful. Many more may her flock grow in many ways, but also men that are ready and willing to uh, reclaim their duty, their God-given duty, as protectors, as providers, and are not afraid to talk about that. And again, without getting it, naming names, there I could think of three or four, for example, young senators who've exemplified at least showing signs, promising signs of being able to do that, and who understand the issues, which is also key. Uh, there's a lot of, even Republicans who vote, who tend to vote maybe the right way when they get a chance, but really don't get it, who don't understand it, who don't feel it in their hearts. I'd look for someone who feels it in their heart and really gets it and understand.
1: I ought to press you on this. You, named, you said two or three?
2: <laughs> three or four. Three or four? <laughs> Just leave it at that. Okay, all right.
1: Well, listen, Dr. Carlson, thank you so much. God bless you. How can people connect with the World Congress of Families and the other organizations you're affiliated with?
2: Well, the best way, a good place to start is just go to our uh, IFAM news uh, reports, which come out almost every day now. It's a good way to understand what's going on around the globe, how the United States social conservatism in the United States fits into that larger uh, nexus. Uh, Go to The Family in America And you see the journal we put out. It's now called The Natural Family. And look for the next World Congress of Families. We've held one every year until this year, for obvious reasons. Conferencing hasn't been happening this year. The last one we held was in uh, Verona, Italy, 2019. For those who remember their uh, uh, English literature class, Verona was the home of Romeo and Juliet and we were there because the government of verona is is run by a party called the league which has become very strongly pro-family they invited us to come it was an amazing event our conference had about 1200 people what was going on outside the conference though showed what kind of a battle of the future we had close to thirty thousand protesters show up uh, on saturday these were mainly organized around the concept of uh, trans feminism which is transgender feminism this is sort of feminism to the next step but they came in and they tried to shut the meeting down uh, they were stopped by the police but then the next day on sunday uh, of the conference we had 40,000 pro uh, pro-family people came and marched on the same streets that the others were on the day before in defense of the natural family in defense of marriage in defense of children being born in one flesh, unions. It showed a great division among human beings on the one hand, which, but again, that is nothing new, but it did show that those who are following the Christian message, those who were following the vision of Christian family and sexual ethics, not only can march, but can present themselves in a way that becomes extremely attractive. I think particularly to the next generation who are looking for answers.
1: Thank you very much, Dr. Alan Carlson. Please support the work of the World Congress of Families, and please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. All donations are tax deductible. Go to our website, illinoisfamily.org, or give us a call at 708-781-9328. Also, tell a friend about Illinois Family Spotlight. Stay safe, stay active, and until next time, God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback@ifiaction.org. at